It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. It's the best of the worst. B movie breakdown. Welcome to the B movie breakdown episode number forty-eight. Almost full year of episodes. 52 is coming up soon. Big movie needs to be uh, done for that. I'm thinking maybe Birdemic. Anybody here ever seen Birdemic, Shock and Terror? I, I think have. he has. Yeah. And it is fan- <laughs> fucking fantastic. It is like one of the greatest movies ever made. He tried to tell me about it. I don't think I was having it. Oh, it's it's absolutely amazing. Uh, as you may notice right now, I uh, DRC Dan is not here. But I'm joined by two lovely people. Well, well, I'll introduce myself first. Most people listening to this already know, but if you're new, I'm Corey. And joining me today are two friends of the show. I'm Gina. And Ryan. Gina and Ryan. Welcome to the B-Movie Breakdown. Thank you. Thank you. This is a weekly podcast where we find the humor and enjoyment in low-budget, lesser-known films of the past and present, home of the good, the bad, and the what-the-fuck. Each week's movie will be revealed in the prior episode, so you two can join in on the madness. Most of our movies are available on Netflix. This week's was. Lately, we've done, like, last week's was on Crackle. Streaming service uh, is alright. It's free on the PlayStation and stuff, but a bunch of, like, commercials. They're, like, one, two-second commercials, but they're way too many. They, and inter- every single, they interrupt the movie for Yeah, every single one was for Al Jazeera America. Oh, yeah. Like I was the just like, man, TV. I've seen this commercial so many times, and I already know that you a guy this launched. I know that this happened. <laughs> so... Yeah, I mean, over and over again. Uh, you can listen to the podcast if you subscribe on iTunes, which I highly, highly encourage. So you download it by itself for free each week. You can also leave a five-star review. That would be awesome. And uh, rate it on there, too. Five stars. On our website, bnbpodcast.com, you can find us, or we're also available on Stitcher. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, you can also reach us on our website, our email, bnbpodcast at gmail.com. On our Twitter, at BNB Podcast, that seems to be where most people reach out to us the most, uh, especially for this week's movie. And we're on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash BNB Podcast. Quick shout-out to Timmy Blaze over the T-Dog Blizzlepops Combsy Stand Show. Check that podcast out. It's, uh, it's a fun time. I've been on there. He's a cool dude. Check it out. It's on iTunes. Just search Timmy Blaze or T-Dog Blizzlepops Combsy Stand Show. You can remember all that. Let's name that for obvious reasons. which makes sense makes so much sense this week's movie for episode 48 was a uh, a doozy of a movie I'm pretty sure Sci-Fi Channel will probably have their hands on this pretty soon if they already haven't X-Giant The Wrath of Paul Bunyan excellent movie (laughs) it was beyond it was just it was ridiculous the Paul Bunyan ugly like they make him like at one point, I told Ryan that for some reason he was reminding me of um, what's his face, dragged him through the streets, Gaddafi or something. I was like, "This is really weird. Like, I don't know what he's reminding me of, but it's not like Paul a Bundy, good vibe." Gaddafi, I don't know. He's similar. Like face. Both quite wrinkly. Yeah, I told him I was like, "This isn't going to make any sense," but this is what it's reminding me of, and it's making me uncomfortable. Yeah, less gold chains, more flannel. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it's a weird t- uh, thing, I guess, to make a horror movie about. Like, I, not really. I guess it's kind of original. How many Paul Bunyan movies are there, or horror movie Paul Bunyan movies? Mm, I, I can. 
Think of a single movie with Paul Bunyan in it. I can think of some animated children's yeah. movies. That's about Wasn't it. Wasn't there that Tall one with like Patrick, ha- yeah, Patrick yeah. Swayze? Yeah. Like Tall Tale. That was the only one I could think of because I was trying to remind myself of exactly what the Paul Bunyan legend was because during the movie I was like, is this some of this? I remember the axe. But... I just always remember there's like a restaurant up in Wisconsin called Paul Bunyan. Yeah, we used to the go Dells, there all the time. And like that's the only Paul Bunyan reference I ever like see ever or anything. Or you, like, you get the, the giant statues outside of gas stations yeah, and whatnot. That's basically what this has, like, the restaurant has in front of it too, like one similar to that like you're doing talking about. But yeah, it's like, so it's, it is an original concept, uh, say the least <laughs> so they had that going for him something that's never been done before quality of how it was done the amount of green screen used yeah. in this movie is a little bit different uh i don't know i joe uh apparently joe estevez who is martin sheen's brother some people don't know that estevez yeah. Estevez, martin, some people don't know that stuff well martin sheen's brother joe estevez is in this movie and he has made a career of being in these kind of movies. I was gonna say, mm-hmm. I was wondering if he like does this kind of. Yeah, he's in one. I looked up some of his upcoming movies, and one of them was called Earthquake vs Tsunami. <laughs> <laughs> Another one was called. Hold on, let me scroll down real quick and find it. It's Attack of the Thirty Foot Chola. Oh, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's an Estevez original. Yeah, the... <laughs> can't wait for that one. But oh, yeah, Disaster gosh. Wars, Earthquake vs. Tsunami. One good disaster deserves another. <laughs> Whichever one wins, we lose. Which I'm pretty sure is a stolen tagline from Freddy vs. Jason. Oh, gosh. Freddy vs. Jason had like a shitload of those taglines, like, place your bets and all that stuff like that. They have them on um, IMDb sometimes that the taglines and movies ran under for a while, or like even just the... The prop title, like that they work with beforehand, and then they annotate it. Hilarious. To the uh, most recent one, and that's why when I saw him in this, I was like, I don't. The angle the character was coming from, even at the end, I was like, I really liked his character, though. Meeks. I don't know what that's a weird, really weird name for this crazy old man, but he played that same like trope that's in like Friday the Thirteenth and. I mean, there's a million cabin movies where there's a crazy... The Lonely Old Woodsman. Yeah, the man in the woods, and he knows the tale, and he's forewarning people. It's just like, they just, you know, going to be that typical... They they don't heed the warnings. Heed the warning. I did like they give you a little, this little backstory in the beginning, which starts off in Minnesota in 1894. (laughs) And right away, you can kind of tell... It was seemed like it was kind of shot on video, maybe handheld, but maybe not at times. Some of the quality it gives seemed that realistic. Video yeah, effect. I almost thought at certain points, maybe it was just the green screen, but it looked like it, was this movie maybe supposed to be in three D. It looked certain points where it was just bizarre. Certain, like when he was, he when he was ringing that triangle for the thing, it was like yeah, very it was, close. It was it was definitely green screened. Which, but which the, the, why the, why was that scene? They were had a cabin right there. Why couldn't they just get why, the guy go? Why would it? you film in the cold? But they did, though. They did film in the cold. <laughs> they could have just hung the triangle right there. Or maybe they forgot that part, and they're like, oh, well, we got Paul Bunyan over here on the green screen. Let's just have the triangle while we're at it. I, I couldn't answer that question, because there, there were a lot of shots in that movie. that. And I, and the captain's name, I, I forgot to write it down. I wish I would have. It was a very ridiculous name, the captain of the... Of the Lumberjacks? Yeah, the captain of the Lumberjacks. I forgot to oh, write yeah. his name down. It was something ridiculous, and I couldn't remember. I couldn't write it down because it was just such a weird I, name. I, I can't remember it either, but I remember in the opening credits, 
they gave his name alone and the actor who was playing it. So instead of just scrolling through the actors' names, they actually told you which character this guy was playing. <laughs> and it was very prominent during the intro credits, but I, I can't remember <laughs> well, it. Well, he was like the leader of the people. By the way, some of the women, they looked like old-timey, but the guys... Yeah, that's just because they were flannel, but they look like they had like tennis shoes on. Or yeah, they they, they like, looked like hipsters. I kept yeah. thinking that, yeah, <laughs> they like hipsters and like these old timey ladies. I kept like, thinking, why was this like this is supposed to be the eighteen hundreds? It's eighteen ninety four. Even when they went to the like the old western town that happened to be nearby, and they remember reminded me of playing Red Dead Redemption. How sometimes you'll go in certain areas and it's like snow. And then you'll come down, it's like a western town, like, that's how this movie <laughs> and, and, was. And you cross that boundary where it goes from snow to yeah, sand. Yeah, that's how this movie was, exactly. But I like how the captain guy, he, he like, pooed three times a day, and that was yes! a thing that everybody <laughs> yeah. knew about. He's just, oh, the third time a day, you know, he does it three times a day. Like, and that's sort of the segue. mentioned in. something about a log jam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> why did we have to mention that? But whatever. Well, how else would they segue into the, you know, mysterious killing of everyone involved in that scene? Like, yeah. Split I mean, if, he didn't, later. if he didn't step out to take a dump, <laughs> he wouldn't have been able to come across all these dead bodies. Very true. <laughs> and then in the beginning, you're not. I guess the title gives it away that it's Axe Giant Wrath of Paul Bunyan. But if it was just called Axe Giant, you were just watching it. You have no idea this is about Paul Bunyan because. When he first attacks that guy, he just looks like a disformed man. Yeah. He's not very large, and I was kind of like, wasn't he, like, huge person? Like, like I kept asking this... Ryan if that was his dad. I don't know why <laughs> I was under the impression that that was his dad. Mar- Martin, or Martin Sheen's brother, whatever the hell his <laughs> name is, Estevez. Until he goes off on that five-minute tangent with all the backstory of the Paul Bunyan legend. I sat through most of the movie confused as to how he became a giant. So did I. I was just like, I guess, like, <laughs> killing made him bigger. I don't, I don't really, I don't really know. But the cast of characters, aside from the old time people, they were just, like, so ridiculous. When you get Sergeant Hoke, who is the leader of this group, the whole, well, the whole story, to kind of beat around the bush with things, are... These first-time offenders are in this boot camp for whatever reason. I don't know. They get a second chance, don't have to go to jail type of thing. They go into the woods with this Sergeant Hoke guy. Bad things happen. It's the very basic plot of the movie. Sergeant Hoke, he was a complete dick. I loved that character. There wasn't too many things to love about this movie, but I did love that character. How much of an asshole he was so often to, like, everybody. And half the shit he said, I was like, uh... He called the one girl happy hour. Yeah. I'm thinking that was hilarious. He said, get in, get in line, line happy, happy hour. Yeah. yeah, that was when I wrote down to it. Uh, I thought that was funny. The DUI offender. Or move along, you wasted space. Like, <laughs> shit like that. Just, like, so ridiculous. And I can't remember a lot of the characters' names. There was Trish. She was the one that showed her boobs or lack thereof. Yeah. Um, just nipples. nipples. I was like, I wrote, I wrote a note. Horror movie? Where are her boobs? <laughs> I mean, maybe none of the other girls wanted to show their boobs. There were other girls that had much larger breasts than her. <laughs> they charged, developed. They charged, chose her to be the uh, uh, sex symbol of the movie. She was very popular. Her friends were texting her when she was out in the woods. Uh, Miss you at the club. Party. Cool, cool, you rock. And babe, fight the good fight. That one was weird. I, don't I thought that, that one was like all. the weirdest one. Like, babe, fight the good fight. Like, keep beating up all those cops, because that's what she was in trouble for. It was, like, assaulting police officers or something. Three times. Three times. Yeah. The same one, three times. She only punched him in the face once. Yeah. It's yeah, she know. did note that. And the one kid, the black kid, 
He stole like eleven point five million <laughs> like millions dollars. of dollars. But the IRS rounded up to twelve. Okay, twelve million dollars, <laughs> and he gets to go into a yeah, first the, <laughs> first offender's boot camp. I, I was just confused on why you would take a bunch of criminals on a camping trip. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand. Well, because they never. weren't like the most of them weren't like the worst criminals. That guy was probably the worst of them all. I Not that like, he did anything like. I mean, he stole a lot of money. That's like a pretty big deal. He stole like all yeah, the money from the government. Yeah, it's a white collar crime. Like he should be like in like a money. prison, not in a first offender's boot. Yeah, it's not like like civil court or, the, uh, or something like that. The, like the, the buff stereotypical white guy. He was arrested for drug trafficking. Zach, Zach, Zachary, and he goes, "Call me." I mean, that's that's <laughs> that's a little bit different than just getting busted for possession or something. I mean, if you're if you're charged with drug trafficking, I'm. Assuming he was moving quite a large amount. Yeah, I, I don't, I, once again, I don't know. That was the angle I liked a lot, yeah. was that they were like, yeah, criminals! I miss, the counselor's name was Miss K, was that? Sam, they called She was her, like invisible to it me. It says Miss K on um, IMDb, so, but I love when they're in the van and she goes, I'm going to prove your style, and then Sergeant Hook goes, well, it's going to get real <laughs> like whoa! What is? Yeah, he, he was also smoking the largest cigar I've ever yeah. seen. After he oh, gave his yeah. uh, speech about how stumps are gonna grow into trees, <laughs> because he kept calling them all stumps, yeah. and then he's like, he's explaining what's gonna happen on the boot camp, boot camp trip and stuff, and he's like, physical challenges. I was like, what is this double dare? Yeah, like <laughs> toe the line. <laughs> yeah, toe the line, toe the line, and yeah, it's just, it's just such a ridiculous. And then your first glimpse of Paul Bunyan. Is a bear in the woods? Oh my god! Uh, going to attack a, a deer, thing. and all of a sudden, this giant man who you didn't see, well, you only saw before as a like a normal disfigured man. You see this giant, and he just cracks this bear's neck. <laughs> I, I, I said that that was the worst cut in the movie. I think the deer was sitting there just jawing at whatever feet it found on the ground, unflinching. Either the brown yeah, bear, like, whatever, or the fucking ten foot tall man. Maybe the deer was friends. He was totally in on it. It's it was a trap. The deer, they talked mm. about it beforehand. Set up the trap for the bear. Paul Bunyan was like, "Rah, rah, Mabel." He actually said words at the end. Mabel. Yeah, that was hideous. You were talking about the drug trafficking guy before, and. When he mentions what he did when they're out on the camp- campfire, the one girl goes, figures, hood rat like you would. Like, a hood rat? <laughs> he looks like this, like, buff jock dude. Yeah, they like, had it all wrong. Really? Like, he was born to some well-to-do parents. Yeah, and the, like, this guy's, like, call him. And then, and then the one girl who was the sheriff's... How did that sheriff not know about all this whole thing? He's like the sheriff of the town, yeah. and he'd had no clue about Sergeant Hoke. But, and... but Sergeant Hoke was part of the DOC, and whatever cabin they came out of at the beginning was supposed to be a prison or a, a jail or something. Yeah, but like, how did he not know about this program and stuff? And like, he was so clueless to it. But yeah, somebody died during this program at one point. Like, shouldn't he know that? Is this like his area where he patrols, or he just <laughs> moved to town? Maybe it's one of those things. Yeah, me and my daughter just moved here. Just she dropping my daughter she, off at prison because she killed a guy when she was drunk, and the drunk guy ran the red light. But it's okay, she killed the drunk guy, so that's that's a good thing. But she's not guilty, but she is, and I don't know. It was really she weird. was only buzzed. She was only buzzed. <laughs> yeah, and the counselor was getting really creepy during that part too, where she was like, uh. I can't remember some of the things you were saying, but she just felt really creepy around the campfire. Like, 
I'll be better. <laughs> I'll be better. Out your yeah. inner demon. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like it's so weird. And uh, we mentioned before the boobs or lack thereof. Uh, I should. I usually sometimes I'll write down how long it took to get boobs in the movie because a lot of these B movies. You know, some one movie we watched the first three seconds. The, there was the credits boobs. were even over. Yeah, it was boobs. <laughs> one we watched called South Beach Academy with Corey Feldman in it, which of I course. felt like he was only in it for like they gave him like a big pile of cocaine or something. I felt <laughs> like his scenes were filmed separate than the rest of the thing, and I don't even know why it was called Academy because they never showed a school, and it was mainly about beach volleyball. And <laughs> it was a beach volleyball team. Uh, Grandpa Monster was in it, and he what? like owned the school. It's a fucking hey. terrible movie. Now, this was made in the 90s. Oh, oh, there you go. So, he wasn't dead then. No, he wasn't dead then. <laughs> and, but that movie, like, the, it might as well have been called Boobs the Movie. It was just constant, just fake boobs everywhere. It's like, boobs yeah. The movie. Like, in the first shot, it's, it's like Spring Breakers almost, but like a 90s version yes, of Spring Breakers. Yes, that's what I thought of when you were talking about that, was Spring Breakers. With less handgun just fellatio. Immediately. Yeah, with less handgun fellatio. Skrillex and boobs. Actually, I saw James Franco as a, I don't know if it's a joke or not, but trying to, like, option for an Academy Award yeah, best for his actor. best sporting actor for his <laughs> role. I Honestly, I loved him in that movie. Yeah. I thought the character was hilarious. He was supposed to be like Riff Raff. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Wait, like, what? He was supposed to be like, there's a person named Riff Raff? Right? Is that Riff Raff? Who's Riff Raff? Or Riff Raff, I thought. I didn't know he was supposed to be based off a specific person. I didn't know if I thought he was, he was supposed to be based off like trash. I thought you meant Riff Raff, just like, like the term. Yeah, no. so that's why I agreed with it. I was but like, yeah, oh, there, there is a rapper. Oh. Well, it's like his that. likeness. I remember hearing something weird it about it. Riff Yeah, I remember Wes always called him Riff Raff in that movie. And I don't know what I'm talking about. So maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's what I thought. From that, deduced from that conversation. Nobody knows what they're talking right. about. No. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> well, we're talking about Paul Bunyan. Oh, I found another good one from, I think it was Hoke, where he's like, drop your cocks and grab your socks. <laughs> why you said that like, at one like, point? Like, why? There's like two guys. <laughs> Drop your cocks. <laughs> Drop your cocks, ladies. Really weird. But uh, one of my favorite, my probably favorite quote in the entire movie was, when we were talking about the boobs, how early they came into the movie, or lack thereof. Uh, the character Zach goes, where have you been to Trish? And she goes, shut up and fuck me. <laughs> like, and then they start like banging and then the counselor's like, oh, you're breaking the rules. And then he goes back to lay down the black kids in the tent. Yeah, that's yeah. what we said. They we're like, were they off. just like banging on yeah. top of that yeah. guy? They're banging with him, <laughs> sleeping right next to him. And he had no idea. Or maybe care. he did. Maybe he was just like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, get- I'm not getting any right now. He had so. a little tent pole going. Yeah, why not? Oh why not? You know? And, um... What was this? I'm going to read this quote right here. Oh, they did. They, they, um, they're going to do that. Uh, audio break. But, um, they had to do that run in the morning. And he had kept telling him to say, Look ahead, who do I see? Sergeant Hook, that SOB. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> I did like that one. It's- it's just so cheap. It's not something out of like a summer camp movie or something, but this is a prisoners and or Full Metal Jacket or Full Metal Jacket. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think the actors like channeled their begrudging attitude of actually being in the movie to translate over <laughs> to like having to be in the strip. Probably because <laughs> every time they did look like genuinely miserable. <laughs> and was was the character Meeks? Was he playing chess with Paul Bunyan? I believe he was. Because he when, he, when he moved a piece, he looked up in the sky and yelled, Your turn! So, that's How what I get. It, it either could be, like, crazy, or he taught Paul Bunyan this disfigured giant 
murdering disfigured giant to play chess. Which, if if the town people killed uh, Mabel or right Mabel, yeah, Maybell, Maybell or whatever. What up, Mabel? If the town people killed him and that was his only friend. Isn't Meeks kind of like his new friend? So, like, shouldn't he be satisfied? Well, I, he's I, got, I, like, an old man crazy friend? The, he's the, in love with her. The town... <laughs> in the in the town, I, I don't think anything happened to her. I think she just shunned him while he was being dragged into... No, I meant Mabel as in the... Wasn't that the ox's name? No, no. that was, Mabel that was blue. Mabel babe the, the blue ox. Mabel's oh, the girl the that he ox. was, like, in love yeah. with. Oh, babe. see, I must have, like... I was writing something down. I missed that part. <laughs> I thought you they missed changed... that part long before this movie. If you thought that the ox was named. no, but I thought they changed the name because I thought uh-huh. Babe the Blue Ox. I thought they changed it to Mabel. So at the end, I thought maybe he was like Mabel. I love this. I love this blue ox. God, I was looking at this movie a way better way. <laughs> you guys were watching this like see, like this thing about this woman. I was watching this love story about a, a man <laughs> and his ox. A man and his blue ox. <laughs> the ox, like I wrote, ox was made with Sims 3. <laughs> this is like, look, had like oh, the a ox, weird disfigured eye. Yeah, the ox was pretty terrible. I like when they found the horn, though, and that guy's like, I'm gonna make a bong out of it. <laughs> and then, then the one girl got really defensive and goes, you shouldn't smoke out of that. It's a living thing. Like, <laughs> what? Where did, where did you get, like, the animal activist all of a sudden? Like, really weird character development right there. Uh-huh. In all honesty, it was dead. He pulled it off of a skull. Yeah, I know, but she's very... It's a living very... thing. Another character I like, too, that only had a few lines was Bartender Bud. Very Bartender terrible Bud. line delivery and on all aspects. It was just oh, he, he he was the hero of the day. He was the hero yeah, at the end. He was the one leading <laughs> the militia. The one, yeah. Oh yeah, okay, I remember. Yeah, him, him and his daughter, the his, owner of the bar. Yeah, who his waitress who liked CB's dad. He had a big crush on uh Come C- over for a drink. He's like, that's not a way to win a bar. <laughs> oh, it's the same joke you said to your dad. I'm laughing now. Oh my god. Oh, it's so good. Yeah, and when you were talking about how he got so big. Just over time, I guess. Yeah, just, I just yeah, kept writing. They, I believe they covered it in a brief montage while uh, Joe Estevez was telling his story. Yeah, he was like in a cave and he got... He, they just really... All they basically said was like, he got yeah, really you, big. You really That's don't know anything about the plot of the movie until the last 20 minutes. Yeah, when he <laughs> explains the whole backstory about yeah. Paul Bunyan and when he waited in the cave. And one thing I thought beforehand, though, because they never they didn't explain it by this point, I it was like... How did he get so big? Wasn't he large before? I was like, unless those people he killed were also giants and they were the same size as him. <laughs> and that's the scene we watched, him killing his own kind. I just kept writing, why is he bigger? Like the Highland. Yeah, he. there can be only one. It's okay. It's okay. Trish, uh, her death I really liked. It was The CG deaths were pretty bad, but I did enjoy hers. Mm, that's uh, when I was asleep. Uh, <laughs> he saw it. He she described cut, it to me. She got cut right down the middle. That's right. Why weren't she looking at her text messages on her phone? Yeah. She. And then I like the one. Fight the good fight, babe. The, Me- the one Mexican girl got roughed up pretty good. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I forgot she about her. She got hit by a branch during the beginning part. And then later on, he picks her up and just whips her against a tree. And her body <laughs> CG. Like, it looked like. Wait, wait. It, it looked like the cr- like those stickmen games you play on like free like flash games or something. Like you shoot yeah, the stickmen out like flailing it, arms. It looked like ragdoll physics. In a yeah, video that's, what, game. that's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah, just like the shooting out ragdoll, just. Blah, blah, blah. 
And when just, he was actually holding her, it was, like, really terrible, like, like I just kept reminding me of The Sims. I just kept writing The Sims, because that's I, what the skins and everything on the, like, characters, it just was that weird, like, 2D-ish, I don't know, very flat, weird graphics. They should they on. should put a do a crossover with this movie and put Paul Bunyan in The Sims. He could be like <laughs> your neighbor. I think something. there is a weird Sims expansion pack with Paul Bunyan in it. I'm not even kidding. Maybe I made that movie up. Movie plot. Yeah. <laughs> there we know. go. They use sequel. That totally. But when sequel. You're, when you were talking about the uh, the Hispanic woman, I, I thought she was going to either play a bigger part or actually make it through. Yeah, the I movie. forgot she existed because they they kept bringing up her backstory with her daughter. You know, her daughter was taken away from her and going through this reunite with her family and then she gets splattered against yeah. the tree. It was like there was no like retribution or anything. There was no resolution for stuff. It was just like it's they like put they, a lot of meaning yeah. into this yeah, one they, part they, and then it's just they, like they're dead now. They started with some decent character development but then realized they just didn't give a shit. Just kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, basically. And the I was sad that Hoke died. He got cut in half and then stomped on. <laughs> It's just like, jeez. And then the whole time he's... I love how they're just shooting this guy with, a, like, guns. With a little pistol. Like, this is gonna work. Bing, bing, and every time bing, he's bing, just, bing, like, grab his face, bing, like, bing. ah! <laughs> <laughs> he might as well have been a sim. Like, that's the way he was talking. <laughs> Maybe if we had thought bubbles by him, we'd just know that he was hungry or needed to use the bathroom. <laughs> well, I just kept saying, yes. I just kept saying, like, apathetic, rawr. Because, like, even when he was chasing them, which we thought that was, like, more... We thought that was kind of like harkening back to like Jurassic Park. Remember, we were joking about oh, him he's chasing in the truck. Yeah, in the the truck. yeah, it was very Jurassic Park like. <laughs> and he oh, was yeah. just like, rawr, rawr. <laughs> Not even menacing, just kind of like jogging behind the truck. Like, I honestly kind of started feeling bad for him at the end when he was like getting shot and stuff. And it was just like, blah, blah. Well, I, I, I just feel bad for him throughout the entire movie, right, right, from, right from the beginning. I guess, well, you wouldn't know that until about halfway through, where you find out about his friend, friend babe, blocks, being murdered by those lumberjacks. So, it was a story of vengeance. Yes, it's really what it was. It was a story of vengeance, and he had a good reason. They killed his, I mean, I don't really know if you should go around killing everybody because they killed your... (laughs) Well, they killed his best friend, and the only love of his life had shunned him. See, I thought that they just were talking about the ox the whole time being his <laughs> love and his best friend, so uh, I didn't, I missed that part. I don't really know how I missed it. I think I was doing something on the computer or something, and I just, whoop, just <laughs> wherever my head right there. I uh, One thing I liked, it was a little bit before all of this, when Meek shows up after the initial killing, some of the killings, and Paul Bunyan pulls the car away like a, like a matchbox car. <laughs> oh, yeah. He runs in, and... Clearly what's happening is a giant man has been murdering all of us, and the one girl yells at Meeks, so, tell us what we're up against. Like, <laughs> I think we're up against a giant man with an axe. I don't think it can get much more simple than that. You brought up that point with the van, which made me think of the, uh, the racial stereotypes with the only black character, because he was uh, a hacking genius. Yeah. They they flaunted that aspect of his personality throughout the movie. Mm-hmm. So he's good with computers. He stole almost $12 million from the government and whatever. But he's the only person who knows how to hotwire a car. <laughs> but he didn't know what he... Well, remember when he, he died, like, grabbing that... He, like, grabbed the shotgun and was, like, trying to 
like wiggle it away, and that's how he ended up getting killed. And I remember yeah, I wrote, shot him. And I wrote, old Joe, old Joe Meeks Estevez. I think my favorite part was when he was shot, and he just kept saying, "Is it bad?" Yeah, he <laughs> just kept bad? asking if it was bad, and he like went blown and like the stuff like blown away with a giant yeah, shotgun in the point, stomach, point blank, like a musket. Right in the I also like when Zach died; he got the horn through his st- through impaled. Whipped at him and it went through him. After he's trying to give it back, he gives it back. He gets whipped, but then um, Paul Bunyan drags him away. We don't know. Yeah, what we, he did we with don't that. know what happened to what him. What happened? Maybe he did. <laughs> I don't want to know what he did with that body. Here I go. With but then guy. he, he got the thing back, so he should be satisfied at this point. But I think really after that, he just had a thirst for blood. Yeah. And he's cleaning his axe or he's sharpening it, and he goes, "Oh yeah." Well, we said that I was, was a Kool Aid Man. I, I, I think I think the subtitle said unintelligible grunting. Where he totally said, "Oh, <laughs> oh yeah," because yeah. he did. Because I wrote down Paul Bunyan making Kool Aid Man. Oh yeah, and I was kind of like, <laughs> once all this was happening, I was kind of like, "Oh well, what?" It, Paul is like the real teacher here. He's like, like they go out to the woods and they have to learn their lesson, and he teaches them the lesson of life and. I think should be better and not do these crimes. Mostly he taught them the lesson of death. <laughs> <laughs> the lesson of death, yeah, but I, I mean think still. Halfway through too, I wrote down, I don't know, but so far, better than Sharknado? Question mark. <laughs> question mark. I, I a think, big question mark. I think <laughs> I would watch this over Sharknado. If I had to watch it again, I would watch this over Sharknado. We still have to watch Ghost Shark. This is very true, but <laughs> those Asylum movies, they're just, they're at a different level of bad, and... There's a reason that the um, sci-fi has let Asylum kind of take over doing their movies. The Asylum, they just make, they made Transmorphers. They're big, they're big on Mockbuster, what mm-hmm. it's called. And like Alan Quarterman and the search for the crystal bone. <laughs> like, just slightly different. Indiana. I remember we used to get those at Family Video when I worked there all the time, those Asylum movies. <laughs> they made, or they... Moved made for TV movies onto it. For what? Oh, for the Asylum movies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. They were on. they were on um, DVD before they ended up being on Sci-Fi. Oh, I didn't know that. And Sci-Fi only recently let that company start making all of their original movies. Oh, they would show okay. their movies, like Transmorphers and Terminators. I, I thought they were all Sci-Fi original. There's one called Street Racers, and it's like a Death Race ripoff with ICP in it. And oh, my God. No, I watched the trailer and it looked. Um... You could probably watch it. Yeah, and then we could pay, play uh, backyard wrestling. PS2. <laughs> oh my god, that's one of the worst <laughs> video games ever. The like that's the one that claimed was like WWF and everybody was like, we don't want you making our video games anymore because the ones you made for us sucked. Oh well, I guess we'll go and make backyard wrestling video games. And when the dad shows up, I like how he's like, "Hey, ugly." Uh, Paul Bunyan, yeah. right when he gets out, and he didn't even know what was going on yet. He just heard there was a bear attack. He came with tranquilizers. He just walked, gets out. Paul Bunyan, I, this is a thing. I, this happens. Hey, ugly. And then she's like, Dad. Yeah, it's and, all like, normal. The hero, yeah, everything's all just normal. And then he just starts shooting Paul Bunyan in the face with tranquilizer darts. <laughs> About ten of them. And then he fell through that house. That and, was some pretty big effects. There. And literally... I wrote down right after this, I wrote down, I was like, how did the black guy not die? And then literally, never mind, he's dead. <laughs> literally, within minutes. Yeah. 
I was like, oh, he survived. I was like, that's not a, like a normal thing in horror movies. Like, usually the black guy dies very early on and stuff. Oh, no, never mind. Nah, mm. yeah, there he goes. Yeah. Mm. Well, that's what happens when you try to disarm someone by the barrel of their gun. This is very true. And why did Paul kill Meeks? Wasn't that like his friend? I don't know what he happened. He just got up that. out of the house after just <laughs> whipped his axe and cut off his head and everybody else ducked and was perfectly fine. What was he screaming about when he did that, though? I, th- I think Paul may have felt that Meeks betrayed him. By telling the story? That's that's the only rational explanation I could come up with. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Oh, maybe he. Maybe because he killed the black kid. Like I was supposed to get that kill. Like, <laughs> no, because he told the story. It that Meeks sense. character I told Ryan in the beginning reminded me of that weird guy from Aqua Teen Hunger Force with the musket. You remember that? It, it was like a little Charlie. character, and he sang. He was just like a hill person with There's no teeth. There's a lot teeth. of weird characters on here. I don't know. Oh, I can't remember the name, but that's who he reminded me of. Just like, <laughs> cra- crazy, like, hill guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I love the dad, too, when he's on the back of the truck. And the dad was the best actor in this movie. He, he yeah. And then when the lights got cut off the truck, wow, that was probably the worst CGI moment. It was like <laughs> it was like CG lights getting hit by a CG axe on a green screen. It was almost as bad as the gore. <laughs> yeah, the gore. The green screen or gore. the water at the end when the bubbly water is coming up out of the... It's yeah. like real water, but then they added like fake CG bubbles. Like, why? Just Why couldn't they just leave it like throwing a rock in the water and that could have been the... Or is- yeah, I thought it was relatively gross. cheap to get. Yeah, they didn't have enough money. I thought it was gross that they were just gonna like leave him in there. He's just gonna like. I, chill I thought in it the left river. it open for a sequel. Oh, it totally leaves it open for a sequel. <laughs> well, yeah. they, they never recover the body. Well, that was my thing. It was was like you know you can't like yeah you know get frustrated with the fact that nothing makes any sense in a movie well, like the that. Next but... one, maybe they'll it'll <laughs> start right when the other one ends. Why when this one ends, they go down there to like oh, we gotta pull this body out. Oh my god, where is he? And then he killed all the people finding it, and there's a whole new cast of people. And he goes into the town, wreaking havoc in a city. I hope Who knows? Not. I can see You some never know. X Giant 2, The Return of Babe. I hope not. I thought I felt sick when they were like the part where they showed them eating babe because What is that food they put on their plate too? It, it was, didn't even look like Yeah, it's, it's weird. You're, like, you're not going to get any good cuts of meat. On that outer layer. That's just Yeah, it was like covered in hair yeah, still. Like, what were they doing? Like, oh, I liked it when Paul also, when he jumped off the cliff, when the, they went, ran down, and they're like, we're, we got away, and he's like, and, he's like <laughs> and then it's like this shitty, like, CG jump of him. He, like, propelled forward. It, it was like, I'm pretty sure it was choppy. It was, they might as well do like how South Park used to do their show, like, with the, the cutouts, like, just had like a guy on a stick and like, moved him down. <laughs> <laughs> That is. <laughs> it probably would have looked a little bit better, actually. Yeah, and then, yeah, and then he just gets lit up by the fucking militia, and he's it's just so many shots of blood. Just that was their budget, two, right two there. Thirds, was, two was thirds, two thirds make... of the militia was using illegal weapons. Yeah, well, they were so, militia, yeah. so most, most most of their budget, which was set up early on that. when the Sergeant Hoke pulled off the militia. Uh, Called him a bunch of jokers and he, or something. And it's kind of like, why, why did he even do... Why, why paid... Oh, well, now it paid off. Yeah. We, we understand. And then when he fell off the bridge, I lost my shit. 
when he fell and was like flipping and like it was like very still and like once again like cardboard cut out just not before he said Maybe. Yeah. And then his hand in the water was just like CG'd into the water, just like slowly sinking. Kind of like the end of Terminator 2. Yeah, very much, very much so. And yeah, and then I like how the one guy's like, Is that, I don't know, is that Bigfoot? Is that the Loch Ness Monster? Is that, like, naming off every legend in Tall Tale? Yeah. Was that, he might as well have been like, Is that John Henry? <laughs> like, and then the one guy goes, No, you idiot. That was Paul Bunyan. Yeah, exactly. Like, I like how everyone was just like, Yeah, that's well, who it obviously is. Obviously, it's Paul Bunyan. <laughs> obviously. We all knew him as a murderous, you know. Yeah, we hung out with him in his cave all the time, and now he started killing everybody because somebody messed with his he, shit. He used to be so cool. And then there was that Johnny Cash like song in the credits that was like, I immediately Bunyan. turned. <laughs> it was like straight up like Johnny Cash, like a slow Johnny <laughs> can Cash they, song. Can we pull that up? I I would love. I don't know. Even you don't know. have that on cue. No, I don't. I don't have it queued up. I don't even know if it exists. <laughs> that is really funny. I heard part of it, and then at that point, I think I just like checked out. I think it. I just kind of let it play because it was just so ridiculous. But I don't see any songs. There's a ballad of Paul Bunyan. I have no idea. That's gotta be it. <laughs> we'll see. Those are the lyrics, but it was done. They it was, did it. yeah, like a, I remember it, it now. It was like very Johnny Cash. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But those were the lyrics, and very I was just right. like, this is a Johnny Cash song about Paul Bunyan that was unreleased, I guess. <laughs> Nobody ever heard it before. But... Well, they had to pick between Nine Inch Nails Hurt. Yeah, Paul Bunyan song. Yeah, that's true. On its final album. I'm glad they went with... Uh... <laughs> Remember Sad Kermit video? And he's like, Kermit singing Hurt. But it's the Johnny Cash version. It's like a Kermit. And the Kermit's like shooting heroin up. Oh, like, I do not remember It's like that. Sad Kermit. It was like a thing on the internet for a while. Like I'm sure it's still there. <laughs> it's, it's still there, I'm yeah, sure. Yeah, it's still swirling down the drain in there somewhere. But history. overall, overall, this movie it was it was pretty bad. But there's been worse Far that worse. we've watched on this, and that we you guys have probably seen before. There's big budget movies that are worse than this. Movie. Oh yeah, like this. I, it was it had decent moments. The CG was bad, but for what it was, it was. I mean, you know what it is going into it, so it's just like it wasn't that bad. It could have it could have been worse. It was redeemed by the fact that you could make fun of it for an extended period of yeah. time. Some, some movies, especially the uh, the AAA movies, the big blockbusters, they're so much worse because they're trying to be good. Exactly, so hard, yeah, yeah, they're trying so hard. And, and sometimes, those you, sometimes those you can't even make fun of. Well, sometimes you're just like, oh. Somebody actually thought they did a good job with this. Yeah. Yeah. I think humor is something that's just inherent in like horror movies. And, like, if you're going with that specific genre. And I feel like sometimes B-movies are better just because I like that aspect of, like, scary or, you know, like, gory movies or whatever. So that's why I thought this was funny. Cause and a lot of times it gets silly on purpose. Like, this, yeah. I'm sure a lot of the dialogue was written to be purposely cheesy and silly because they, they know what they are. They know yeah. what they are. Like Sergeant A. Hoke. Yeah, Sergeant A. Hoke. He clearly, you know, isn't... They know what they're doing. There was a review on IMDb that I really liked. I need to head it up, and I think I just closed the tab. It was really funny. Somebody really, really enjoyed this movie. 
<laughs> There's only nine it. user reviews. Granted, this movie just got released on Netflix, and I don't well, think it the, pop up anywhere the, else. The date on it was 2013. Yeah, so, so it's a new movie. The one title of the one review says, The Best Movie Ever Made About a Murderous Paul Bunyan. <laughs> <laughs> Like, how many other... <laughs> like, well, I think they win by default. Yeah. That is yeah. true. It was probably the weirdest theme. Oh, this was my favorite review. Great low-budget horror, a lot better than given credit here. Mind you, while I'm reading this, the spelling on these is terrible, so if I'm pronouncing something wrong, and it sounds like I'm dumb, it's because the spelling on here is pretty messed up. You know most... Pupil, well, it's people, but he's PPL. I'm just, Pupil. I did that on purpose. Have too high of opinion of themselves to accurately rate anything outside their closed-off little paradigm. X-Giant, upon watching it, has heart. <laughs> this is the first thing I noticed about the movie. The second was that Kurtzman, as in the K, formerly of K&B Effects Company, oversaw the, the, they put SFX, sound effects, I think they just meant effects of the movie. Uh, the biggest flaw of the movie is that it's not the fact that the violence is CG, it's the lighting, the, the mating of studio work, and the natural backgrounds. Paul Bunyan was much too brightly lit for some of the daytime outdoor scenes he was in. I think utilizing more nighttime attacks could have revamped up some of the tension scares a bit with the added benefit of making Paul Bunyan look more realistic. Again, people need to realize that not all movies pushed out today have a backing of that two-dimensionally thinking Hollywood-producing elite. Again, X-Giant is a movie with heart! <laughs> Good effects to convey the plot, a little subpar nudity, but a little more blending between live-action subjects and the studio-recorded Paul Bunyan. I definitely recommend it if you like those old-timey monster movies. Yeah. This guy gave it a full 10 stars on... One guy's review just says Netflix turd. <laughs> Ten stars. That's awesome. Yeah. Huh? Yeah, that guy was super hung up on the lighting. I was more like, what's <laughs> happening with these effects? And the, yeah. He apparently really liked the SFX. <laughs> I don't know, he kept putting SFX, but I Maybe he was thinking special it. effects. Special effects, there we go. Why do I, I like think that, sound effects? I, I like that he noted <laughs> subpar nudity as like a possible plus. Like subpar nudity is in here. <laughs> he did kind of a subpar though, because it wasn't like yeah. it was like a well, it's better than none. But I guess if I it guess. is a man, it's any titties or no titties, and titties are fine over none, I guess. Yeah, That's so the point. it was some titties. It wasn't much, but it was <laughs> some titties. Ten stars both, for just both the boobs. breasts together equaled Maybe a half a titty. This is true. This is true. <laughs> but ten stars for both of them together, anyway. Well, I have nothing else to say about Paul Bunyan. <laughs> Do you guys have anything else to Absolutely say? Absolutely not. Well, X-Giant, The Wrath of Paul Bunyan. It is available on Netflix. I think we can close the story on that. We can close. That's, uh, what's it? Uh, and that's the end of that chapter. It was Simpson. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's Homer Simpson. On Police Cops. Anyways, random <laughs> reference to that. But uh, next week's movie is a movie from 1987 that only recently was seen and discovered. It remained unseen for decades until Draft House Films re restored the film for a proper release in 2012. The movie I speak of is. It's just. I watched the trailer and my mind was. And the fact that this was unseen for decades and now is seen. Found footage. It's called. Miami Connection. 
The synth rock band Dragon Sound, consisting of five University of Central Florida students, embarks on a crime-crushing campaign for justice on the streets of Orlando against groups of cocaine smugglers and ninjas. Why it's called Miami Connection? I I really wish you were correct the first time. Sith rock band. Oh, Sith rock band. (laughs) Yeah. You know the Sith rock band. Yeah, this film was made in 1987 for whatever reason. Never saw the light of day. (laughs) Uh, Alamo Drafthouse. They have a film division and they found this movie. Put it out there and I'm glad they did because... (laughs) So I'll show you guys the trailer afterwards and it is... So, yeah, that was B-Movie Breakdown, episode number 48. Find us at bmbpodcast.com and on iTunes. Leave a review there. So, shoot us a tweet uh, at BMB Podcast. Suggest some movies. I think we have some other suggestions. Uh, I have to uh, go in and read some of those so we can get them. But Miami Connection I found on my own, and it looks ridiculous. Uh, you guys are welcome to join anytime. Sounds good. It's always uh, fun watching these craptastic movies. <laughs> Whether it's Paul Bunyan or Ghoulies 3, Ghoulies Go to College, or uh, all the other I must have missed that one. <laughs> all the other garbage we've watched <laughs> o- over time, but uh, yeah, it's, it's fun. Well, for B-Movie Breakdown, I'm Corey. I'm Gina. Ryan. Thank you for having us. It's the best of the worst. 